calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Welcome to The Case Within. True crime storytelling done responsibly. This is a story about uncovering truths, beginning with your own. While the show is based on multiple accounts of real-life crimes, the full story and names have been fictionalized. The Case Within is an immersive listening experience. At times, it may seem like sounds are coming from the sides or behind you. The show contains depictions of violence, sexual assault, mild language, PTSD, and traumatic events that some people may find disturbing. Content warnings for this episode are listed at the end of this show's notes page. Listener discretion is advised. Whimsical Entertainment presents The Case Within, created by Jonathan W. Robbins and Jillian Clare. Episode 4, Little Boxes. You wanted to see me, sir? Bomber, yes, come in. The Michaels case, anything to report? I'm afraid I don't have anything to report yet, sir. Please don't pull me off this. I know there's something here. I know the allure of the cold case, believe me. The thought of being the one who comes in and solves the thing no one else could. That's not what this is. Be honest with yourself. That's not the only reason. It's probably not even the biggest reason, but it's in the mix. Okay. Maybe a little. Nothing wrong with that. As long as you aren't hanging your self-worth on being able to solve a case that's the better part of a decade old. I'm not. I won't. Well, that being said, I'm still concerned. There's no reason to be. We both know that isn't true. I'm just not sure this case is the best thing for you while you're still in therapy. I can handle it. I need you to promise me that you're going to step away from it if it starts to consume you. 
I will, sir. But I have things under control. I really hope you do. There's a lot of open cases that need Bureau resources, you know? Of course. I'll let you have a few more days with this one, but if evidence hasn't turned up, then that's it. Thank you, sir. Don't thank me. I'm not sure I'm doing either of us a favor here. Just be careful. Yes, sir. All right, let's get to work. So you were walking down the PCH. Maybe I should head down and see if I can find anything new there. Oh, right. I'm sure you'll find a previously undiscovered decade-old gum wrapper that'll blow this case wide open. Right. Stupid idea. You think? Watch it with the judgment. I'm trying to help you. Hey, I'm created solely from your imagination, so the only one judging you here is you. The next place you were seen was a roadside diner, but not so close that you could have walked to it. Meaning? Meaning odds are the people that you left with probably brought you there too. So they kidnapped me and then brought me to lunch in a public place? No, that doesn't make sense. Have you considered that maybe I wasn't kidnapped? So you went with them willingly? All indications that your life at home was happy. Unless there's something that your file isn't telling me. People do lie. You want to trust Nina, my mom, because she's a mother worried about her daughter, but she could be leaving things out. Even not seeing them herself because they don't paint the picture she wants to see. Or wants others to see. What if I wasn't happy? Either way, I need to operate under the assumption that you were. If you were running away and I find you safe, no harm done. If you weren't, though... Hey, sorry to inter uh... Who were you talking to? Just thinking out loud. Oh. Well, I, I have an updated ETA on the handwriting analysis. Is that updated ETA now? Well, n no. Then let me know when it is. Because until then, I don't care. Eighty percent of runaway girls do so reportedly due to having been physically or sexually abused. However, studies show that adoptive parents are less likely to abuse their children in that manner than other parents. Nonetheless, Nicole knows she can't rule it out. Oh, thank you for stopping by. A have you learned anything yet? Have you found her? Not yet, but it's still early in my investigation. Is there anything I can do to, to, to help speed things along? That's actually why I came. I could use some more information about her life here. Close friends, hobbies, and the like. Stuff that might not have made it into the official case file. I always thought the last agent asked surprisingly few questions. He went by the book. I'm going deeper. Uh, okay. Her best friend was Stephanie Bianchi. Uh, I, I think I, I have her number here uh, somewhere. Uh, I, I have to look. No rush. Um, 
Any hobbies she was fond of? After school programs? Favorite classes? No, no, not really. She did do well in most classes. She tried a few of the after school things, but none of them really clicked for her. No issues with your late husband? None. Well, he did get a bit uncomfortable with the whole daughter becoming a teenager thing. Getting him to pick up tampons was a struggle, but we managed. <laughs> Um, can I ask why you two adopted? Was it just a choice, or were you unable to have children of your own? Neither. Both. I'm a carrier for XLA. XLA? X-linked amygdaloglobulin anemia. I know. <laughs> it's, it's a mouthful. It's a rare genetic disorder that carries the X chromosome. It prevents your body from making antibodies properly, and any infection can run out of control. I'm so sorry. Don't be. I'm just a carrier. Women can pass it on, but only men get the disease. I just didn't want to risk having a boy. There's a 50% chance I'd pass it on to them. Did Erin know that's why you adopted? No, no, no. We never told her. We. We didn't want her thinking that she was here out of anything other than our choice to love her. Thank you for sharing that with me. Do you think it will help get her back? I don't know what will help and what won't yet. But knowing everything we can is the best first step. I should go. I'll update you as soon as I know more. Please. Eyewitness testimony tends to become less reliable over time, not more. There are exceptions, such as witnesses who were untrusting of law enforcement, changing their opinion, and revealing previously kept truths, or those who feared to talk at first and wouldn't tell the whole story, or any story at all. Lorraine, the waitress on shift when Aaron was spotted in the diner, falls into neither of those categories. In fact, if the previous agent on the case's reports are to be believed, getting her to stop talking will prove to be the greater feat. So you were here with a couple who were paying. You just had a salad? If that's what your notes say. Seems like you'd want more if you didn't know where your next meal was coming from. Maybe I'm not the sort of person who's good at thinking three moves ahead. Did you see chess club member anywhere in the file? I didn't mean to actually look for chess club member in my file. But you're smart. Good student, have the grades to prove it. You had friends, no specific hobbies, but you tried things. You had a life that by all indications you'd want to get back to. Hi there. Sorry to interrupt. Are you rehearsing for an audition or something? No, I just, um, just reading over some notes. So, uh, can I start y'all off with a drink? You're Lorraine? That's me. You're Lorraine, uh, Watson? The, the same Lorraine Watson who worked here in 2014? <laughs> the very same. What's this all about? I'm Special Agent Bomber with the FBI. I wanted to talk to you about Aaron Michaels. A special agent, um, Croft, spoke to you about her at the time. 
Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Not every day a gal gets interviewed by the Federal Bureau of Investigation. What about Erin, um, the girl? Do you remember her? Sure, I remember. I wrote it all down in my journal. I'll tell you what. It's a bit of a slow day. I'll just grab us a couple coffees and we can just sit and chat. No coffee for me. I try to avoid caffeine. Nonsense. Everyone needs a good cup of coffee. Really, I... Oh, that poor, poor girl. Did they ever find her? Oh, no, of course they didn't. You wouldn't be here asking after her if, if they did. The young girl was an absolute sweetheart. So excited about going south of here to see one of her friends. Do you remember the friend's name? No, I'm sorry. That's all right. Did Erin say anything that might make you think she may have been running away from home? Like she was unhappy? Oh, well, there was some of the typical teenage angst, that's for sure, but nothing out of the ordinary, about her at least. So there was something off about the couple she was with then? Well, they were lousy tippers. I can tell you that for free. They, they were a little strange. I mean, no judgment, but yeah. And then I remember he asked about the burger, but thought it was too expensive. I mean, he, you ain't gonna find a cheaper burger around here. They were all asking all sorts of questions of the girl, too. What kind of questions? Oh, um, about her family. They kept comparing her to the baby they were about to have. They were, they was, well, they was all about our daughter will do this and our daughter will do that. And he was going on about a new house that would be perfect for their upcoming baby girl. So the wife was pregnant. That's not in the notes. Well, that's the thing. She wasn't. It's kind of embarrassing, but with all the talk they were doing, I, I went over and I congratulated her on being pregnant and, well, she corrected me, said she couldn't have kids. Guess that's why I didn't get a good tip. And actually, now that I think about it, maybe that was why he was so worried about money. Adoption ain't cheap. No, and it can take a while. Okay, and they all left together in a... 1955 Red Ford Thunderbird convertible. That's right. <laughs> My papa owned one in seafoam green. Oh, it was his pride and joy. I used to squeeze in between him and my mama for trips up the coast when I, when I was a teen, <laughs> even though the seat didn't fit us all. In the front seat? Why not sit in the back? You don't know much about cars, do you, darling? The 1955 Ford Thunderbird don't have a back seat, just the one bench, part of the charm. Oh, I should go tend those folks. That's fine. I think you've given me what I need. Thank you, Lorraine. You've been a big help. Well, no problem, hon. Y'all drive safe now. I've been on the wrong track with you, Aaron. You thought that I did this to myself? That I was stupid enough to get high or drunk around people I didn't know that well? 
You didn't, though. You just needed a ride. So it's not your head I need to get into. It's mine. But who are you? Self-proclaimed family man from suburbia, but with an entirely impractical car? I suppose I'm a contradiction. No. That car doesn't line up with who you claim to be. Mm, clever. Yes, you're probably correct. I'm not quite so unintelligent as to abduct a young girl using my own vehicle. With cold cases, there are four fairly standard avenues agents use to uncover new leads. The first is technology not available during the original investigation. The second is a change of relationship in one of the witnesses, either with law enforcement or with the suspect themselves. The third only applies if the suspect was incarcerated and may have spoken of the crime to their cellmate. As none of those apply here, that just leaves the fourth area that cold case investigators make use of. Errors made by the original investigator. Focusing on one suspect too much, causing them to ignore other leads, or canvassing that's incomplete, they may not have followed up with all witnesses, or they simply might have missed some detail at one of the scenes that would have sent them down a different investigative path. Agent Croft? I'm retired, girl. It's just Jackson now. Jax, to my friends. Okay, Jax. I didn't say we were friends. Well, thank you for coming. I appreciate it. Let's just get this waste of time over with, shall we? You're lucky I like Don Mendez. I cancel my golf game for this. Okay. Can you walk me through your investigation here? I spoke to the owners. They're unavailable today, but gave me clearance to investigate the garage again. <sighs> fine. Look, it's pretty straightforward. I really don't know what you wanted to see that I didn't already find. This is their garage? It's massive. Multi-car. Designed to hold 20 or so vehicles. Who on earth needs 20 vehicles? You don't use a driver to get out of a sand trap, toots. Sure, I get there's different types of cars, but 20? You'd have to be very rich. You know, some people appreciate a nice ride. You're absolutely sure the suspect vehicle was in this garage? We had a warrant to search it at the time, and there aren't too many Thunderbirds like that. It was right there. Right where it should be. And you said the owners were away at the time of the abduction? Suspected abduction. The house was a recent purchase. The new owners were overseas while some renovations were happening, not even in the country. Which is how you cleared them so easily, even though the owners matched the sketches. They were shitty sketches. But yeah, I cleared them because it's kind of hard to abduct someone when you're on another continent. Case closed. Oh, you got a different theory? No, my current theory is that the car was stolen. Not likely. There was no indication of any sort of break-in. Garage was locked. The waitress must have got the car wrong. I don't think so. She has a personal connection with this particular make and model. Oh, right, right. Her uncle owned one or something. Her father. Yeah, whatever. This car was locked in a secure garage. It couldn't be the one she saw, and without another one to pursue, there was nothing else I could do. 
What about canvassing the neighbors? Maybe one of them saw when it was borrowed? Yes, I canvassed all the houses on the street. Even came back twice to check on one that was for sale. It's all in my notes, kiddo, so I really don't see why you needed to ruin my day by dragging me out here. I just thought that- You just thought that I missed something. That I screwed up. Well, I didn't. When I worked this case, I had already been doing the job for more years than you've been alive, Missy. I'm sorry to have wasted your time. That house down the street, the one set back from the road with the for sale sign? Who lived there? No one. Vacant property. It was for sale then, too. That's the one I came back to. It's been for sale for nearly a decade? How should I know? Could have sold and resold two or three times since then. Are we done here? Can I go? Yeah, sure. You've been a ton of help. Yeah, tell Mendez he owes me one. Misogynistic asshole. On paper, an abandoned house can technically be entered without a warrant. It can be a dangerous proposition for a law enforcement officer. Often the building is still owned by someone, and even if that ownership is unofficial, squatters are still entitled to their Fourth Amendment rights against illegal searches. For that reason, and for the integrity of evidence found, it's procedure for an agent to obtain a warrant. The inside of the house is in need of repair, covered in dust and cobwebs, but the front yard is well-groomed, and the exterior of the house looks practically new. Wouldn't want to have the neighbors talking now, would we? Appearance is more important than substance to you? My choice and mode of transportation would suggest I find appearances somewhat important, now wouldn't it? The backyard is a mess, too. Bushes look like they haven't been trimmed since the Raiders won the Super Bowl. Well, who doesn't dislike yard work? The ground is uneven in places. It looks like a landscaper's nightmare. What sort of monster of a realtor would let a property degrade like this? None. A realtor would be invested in selling the house. Even if they could avoid showing the backyard, they'd keep the inside clean. Unless... Unless? Unless, unless you're the monstrous realtor. <laughs> Finally. I was wondering how long it would take you for you to make that association. You'd have access to the house. You could conceivably live here without any record that you ever did. An interesting theory, sadly lacking any evidence. I'll find it. So you believe me to be a purveyor of young, supple flesh as well as maintaining a full-time job in real estate? My goodness, where do I find the time? It's the perfect job to have as a cover. Set your own hours, control who sees what, know where the empty buildings are. As they say, it's all about location, location, location. Speaking of location, where did you keep Aaron in here? Hmm, another stab in the dark. You were wasting your time. You assume we were here. We. That's right, you had a partner. Who is she to you? Is she actually part of the trafficking ring? Or is she another captured girl being used to lend you an air of safety? Your attention is wandering. Do try to stay focused on the task at hand. Right. 
Where would you have kept Aaron? You'd want somewhere quiet. Of course. I mean, we wouldn't want anyone to hear her screaming while we broke her, would we? But also secure. Couldn't have her running off before the purchaser claimed his property. You're far back from the road here, but sound travels in the country. You'd need a bunker or a basement. Where does this door go? There used to be locks on that door, but you took them with you. Just being frugal. Why waste a good lock? My God, this would have been the perfect place to keep her. I could have entertained upstairs while keeping her down here. No one would even know this room existed. Who has a basement in California? Exactly. Not particularly clean down here either. There's stains on the floor. And it looks like you had this place set up like some sort of medieval dungeon. Iron fasteners in the wall for what? Shackles? As I mentioned, her escape would have made things difficult for me. And these marks on the floor, a trunk? No, too big. A cage, maybe. A box? For when I absolutely positively had to keep her there overnight. And teddy bear wallpaper? You sick fuck. Wait. I can only think of two reasons I'd infantilize her like that. Either the person you are selling her to is sicker than you are. Or? Or you weren't selling her. <laughs> and now we truly get to the heart of your problem. And that is? You lack imagination. I imagined you up pretty well. Only in the most obvious of ways. You just immediately went straight to human trafficker. Aren't you? That's my point. You don't know. Maybe I just helped the girl get where she was going. Then why didn't she get there? No. That's not what happened. Maybe I kept her locked down here, just to torture her. I'll bet you did. Maybe I murdered her. Even if that's the case, I can't assume she's dead. I have to save. I, I have to keep investigating like she's alive. You have blinders on. Is your training at Quantico failing you? You're even ignoring things that are literally right under your nose. Like what? Like those stains. Perhaps they aren't just the result of poor housekeeping. The stains? They're just... Oh, fuck. That's a blood stain. That's a really big blood stain. The Case Within stars Jillian Clare as Nicole, Jillian Shea Spader as Aaron, Eric Martsoff as Charles, Martha Madison as Jennifer, Jonathan W. Robbins as the narrator, Javi Sina as Suresh, and A. Martinez as Director Mendez, with Patrika Darbo as Lorraine, Paul Nigro as Dr. Saunders, Carolyn Hennessy as Debbie, Addie Dadio as Nina, Dee Freeman as Tamara, and Daryl Dennis as Agent Croft. Additional performances by Paula Lindbergh, Roger Estrada, and Rob Paget.
Written by Jonathan W. Robbins and Matthew Carvery. Directed by Jillian Clare and Jonathan W. Robbins. Executive produced by Rachel Beattie. Produced by Jillian Clare and Jonathan W. Robbins. Consulting producer Susan Bernhardt. Story producer Matthew Carvery. Associate producers Theodore Carvery, Tim Crawford, Myrtle McGovern, and Patrika Darbo. Original music by Corey Celeste. Edited by Jonathan W. Robbins. Mixed by Corey Celeste. Audio engineering by Eric Milos. Assistant audio engineer Maurice Soak Jr. Catering provided by 16 Meals. Recorded at Clear Lake Studios. The Case Within is a SAG After podcast. Special thanks to Susan Bernhardt, Robert Bernhardt, Seedon Spark, Shane Easton, Benjamin Berg, Ed Robinson, Tanya Einan, Katya Gardner, Rob Goki, Rob Paget, Maria Lisi, Jennifer Liao, Matt Jackson, Beth Newcomb, Matt Newcomb, Jody Younce, Allison Van Orr, and all of our generous contributors. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.